So we're going to talk about the will of God concerning healing. Healing includes healing of our mind, our will, our emotions. We're specifically talking about healing for our soul, healing for our body. Now, one of the scriptures that's been really jumping out at me lately is Psalm 103, and we'll start right there. Psalm 103, verse 1 says, bless, what does that mean? Affectionately and gratefully praise the Lord. Are you grateful for anything God has done for you? I said to a group of people the other day, but I said it to myself before I said it to them. I was on a walk the other day, and I was just, I'm believing God for some things, and and then it just came, it dawned on me that I had to have a one in 10 moment. A one in 10 moment where 10 lepers were healed, but only one came back. I said, God, you know what? I want to take, take a one in 10 moment right now, and here I am. I'm just coming back again just to thank you for all that you've done in my life. How about having a one in 10 moment right now? Come on. You just thank God for what he has done. Thank God for what he is doing. Thank God for all the things he's fixing, and, and, he's, done, and he's doing stuff for us we don't even know. Oh, my good. All the times he spared our life we don't know about. God, I just want you to consider me being one in 10. God, if no one else comes back, Father, may we always come back as that one to thank you for all the miracles you've done in our life, for all the process of healing, for all the needs being met. There's not one time you've ever, ever, ever failed me in life, and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Grateful. Say it with me and say online, say it together with us. Say, I am one in 10. I'm coming back to give God my grateful praise. Come on, think about some people right now that are in really, really bad shape and think about if it wasn't but for the grace and mercy of God, but where would we be? Wow, my goodness. I'm so thankful and so grateful for God and what he's done in our lives. So we bless the Lord, and he said, oh, my soul, and here, here's, here's what I was focusing on when I was walking to. I wasn't just flippantly thanking. I just said, God, I bless you with the deepest part of me right now, with all that is within me. God, I'm just, I'm not gonna just say, oh, thank you, God, I'm just so appreciative, and, and just, no. God would, wants us to worship in spirit and in truth from the depths of our heart, from the depths of our soul, saying, God, thank you. God, thank you. God, thank you for all the deepest within me. Bless your holy name. Bless, affectionately, gratefully, praise the Lord, O my soul. Sound like he was encouraging himself. Praise God, no matter what you're going through. Bless him at all times. Let his praise be continually in our heart, right? In good times, in challenging times, in bad times, in times you would understand, we praise you, God, anyway. And it goes on to say, and don't forget one of all of his benefits. Read verse three with me. Here's some of his benefits, right? Who forgives every one of all of your iniquities. So that thing 
that's tried to dog you in your past that keeps coming up and the enemy says you're not forgiven, he's a liar. God has forgiven what? Everyone of all of your iniquities, of our iniquities, and guess what else? Who heals each one of how many of all of our, how many? (laughs) All of our diseases. Let me say that again. He heals each one of all of our diseases. You know what else he does? He redeems our life from the pit and corruption. He beautifies and dignifies and crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercy. And guess what? This is wonderful. This is just so wonderful. Think about where you are in life. He satisfies our mouth, our necessity and desire right at our own personal age and situation. Oh, but God, you don't understand. Wait a minute. You have a promise that right now at your personal age and situation, he satisfies you right where you are, right now, with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagle, strong, overcoming, soaring. So you might as well tell that person next to you, you look better since you got here. (laughs) That's what the Word does for us. (laughs) All right, let's get into this because we're going to talk about the will of God concerning healing. And I preface this right here. We see in the Word of God that He forgives all of our iniquities. He heals all of our diseases. Well, Acts chapter 17 and verse 2 says, Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them, and, and uh, there on the three Sabbath days, what did he do? He reasoned with them out of the Scriptures. If you ever get in a conversation with somebody about what they believe about God, don't give your opinion. Give what God's Word says about it. Because the Word is a weapon. Those, the Word is what gives faith. The Word is our yes, is our no. The Word is, is, um, is our final authority. And if they still want to argue against the Word, the discussion is over. And I just, discra- I, I just gracefully back out and move on. But guess what? The seed of the Word went forward, and, and God can deal with people. So, is it God's will? that we be healed? Um, Is it God's will that I be healed? Let's take it personally, all of us. Is it? And and guess what? We're going to reason out of the Scripture so that we have a solid foundation. And again, remember, whatever's ministered to you out of the Word of God, faith is resident in that Word to enable you to believe it and receive it and have it. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Let's go to Matthew chapter 8 and verse 1. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 1. It said, large crowds followed Jesus as He came down the mountainside, and suddenly a man with leprosy approached Him, and He knelt before Him. He was in desperate situation. Uh, and, and by the way, when you're in a desperate situation, a good thing to do is to kneel before God and just cry out in faith to Him. That is so good, so good to do, 
So good to do, so good to vent, so good to talk, so good to get real before God and just bear your soul before him. So he knelt, he knelt before him and he said, Lord, the man said, if you are willing, he didn't know. He didn't know if Jesus was willing. If you are willing, one thing's for sure, I do know that you can heal me and you can make me clean. So the problem wasn't, God, wasn't Jesus' ability to heal him. This man knew he could, but he just didn't know if he would. And, and faith stops where there is a question mark. But the word of God eliminates the question marks by line upon line, by the word of God, by the counsel of God, by the word giving you faith and obliterating doubt and unbelief. If, if we want more scriptural results, we need to get into the scripture more and find out what does God say about that? So he was in desperate situation. Having leprosy was basically a living death sentence. Terrible situation here. He said, Lord, if you were willing, man, if I just knew you were willing, I, I know you can. I, I just don't know that you want me well. In verse three, what happened? Jesus reached out and he touched him. He said, listen, I'm willing. I'm willing, be healed. And guess what? The question mark was removed and instantly the leprosy disappeared. We sing songs sometimes, God can do it. God, get, you know, God can do a miracle, God can do, but will he do it for me? Is it God's will that I be healed? Is, is, is it, you know, I know he can, God can do, the impossible. All things are possible though to them that believe. If we can just eliminate the question mark. Is it God's will that I be healed? Now we'll go to Luke chapter five. Same, uh, it's a different account of the same situation. Luke five twelve says in one of the villages Jesus met a man with advanced an advanced case of leprosy, desperate situation. When the man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground. Wonder why he did that. He had to have heard, he had to have heard Jesus was healing other people. I mean, he had to heard, otherwise why would he have approached him, right? And, but he just didn't know. I mean, he heard other people being healed, but can I be? Do you, do you want me to be healed? I, I know you can. I know you can. I've heard reports. Can, can I share something with you? Listen. Did you know someone else's testimony of what God did for them does not give you faith to receive it? What they received? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We get encouragement by other people's testimony. 
But we got to find out what God's Word says for ourselves, and have faith ministered for ourselves. And by the way, you don't pray for faith. You get into the Word of God, study the Word of God, but faith comes by hearing. Every day you ought to have somebody preaching the Word to you. There's a message or two right now I'm playing over and over and over again right now because it's where I am. It's what I'm believing God for. And it's jumped out at me, and I'm like, I'm just going to camp out on this, and, and my wife has to put up with me because she's got to hear it all the time too. But you know what? She loves it. She loves it. Because, you know, just, just when you thought you heard what you heard last time, hear it again all of a sudden, something else pops. Understanding, knowledge, revelation can come from studying, but faith comes by hearing. Tonight, you're getting faith because you're sitting down and you're listening and you're hearing, and there's an anointing to minister the healing faith that we need to release concerning whatever we're dealing with. Thank God for the word. So this lepers was an advanced case of leprosy. And when the man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground, begging, begging to be healed. Begging, he said, Lord, he said, if you're willing, I don't know, I don't know that you're willing, but man, if you're willing, I know you can make me, you, you can heal me, make me clean. I just, just, can you picture this, Jesus a leper here just saying these things and about, about the last syllable, the last thing that this, this leper said, he was already reaching him saying, I will be healed. And, 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 and if we get to know God that way, we don't have to beg because God is good and his mercy endures forever. He's gracious and he's merciful and and he wants to do so many things for us, and he paid the price and the plan of redemption, and without faith, it's impossible to please God that those that come to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, and God watches over his word to perform it. How many have kids? Would it just devastate your heart to know that you had the capacity to help them, but they just were begging you because they didn't know that you loved them enough and had mercy and grace to help them in their point of need. That, that just would not make me feel, feel good. You know, there's, there's certain ways and certain things that we, we can't condone things in our kids' lives and support wrong things. But I tell you what, man, my kids making right decisions, my kids get in a spot. If I have the resources to help them and they've done the best they can, do you think they have to come beg to me when I have the resources to know my will to help them? Good gracious. And God is a father of all spirits. God is gracious. God is merciful. God is loving. He loves us. And he's disposed to show us favors. So Jesus said, I'm willing. I mean, Jesus reached out, touched him. I mean, reached out and touched him was first. Then he said, I'm willing. <laughs> you know, I am, I am willing. And he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. 
Now again, just a little picture of leprosy. Leprosy uh, was basically a, a living death sentence. It was incurable. It was just a, it, I wouldn't even advise you to Google it. It's just, it's just terrible situation. But people with leprosy, they were ostracized. Uh, they were quarantined. They were cast out of society. Um, I mean, imagine, imagine something happening where you're quarantined and you couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't spend any time with your family. You couldn't spend time with friends. You were isolated. They weren't supposed to mingle with the public, much less their family. And if anybody even came close to a leper, they were to say, unclean, unclean, because of its contagiousness. They had no contact, basically, and they were, this particular situation, full of leprosy. But Jesus said, you know what, I, it doesn't matter how, how far along this has digressed. It doesn't matter, you, you know I can, your question is, will I, do I, do, do I want you healed? He says, I will. He touched him. And he was healed. Thank God. F listen now. You have to get into the word of God and whatever you're facing and remove the question mark. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Your faith can only be released when the question mark no longer exists. And however, even when you have question marks eliminated through the spoken word of God, doubt will come against your mind, but you can be in faith in your heart and have doubt in your mind at the same time and still make progress of recovering and you just have to do something with your thought life Renew your mind, speak the word against that, and use the weapon of the word of God against that. John 6, 38, I want to begin to build a case about it is God's will that you and I be healed. Is it God's will that everybody be saved? Okay, would, would I want to, would I, and, and, and how many of you know that you know that you know that you know you're saved? I mean, you know, because you received the Lord as your personal Savior, you believe He died for you, you believe um, He was raised from the dead on the third day, and, and you repented, and you said, God, I need a Savior, I receive what you've done in the plan of redemption, and I confess you as my Lord, and then the word says the Spirit bears witness with our heart that we're children of God. So I have a witness in my heart, and I have the word of God to stand on, and I know I'm saved. Well, what I want to work on when I'm ministering on Wednesday nights is that same witness that we have that we are saved is the same witness I want us all to have that we are healed. And if we have the same witness that we are healed, as we are saved, healing will come. It will manifest. But we got some work to do. I said we got some work to do. 
Dad Hagen always encouraged us. He said, two things always feed on in your life. Feed on faith, feed on healing. Because if you don't need it for yourself, you're gonna need it for someone else. John 6.38 says, think about Jesus. Jesus was saying this. He said, you know what? Because he just, this leper just came to him. I know you can heal me. I just don't know if you will. Now we're determining, is it God's will that I be healed? Okay? So John 6.38 says, I came down from heaven, Jesus said, not to do my own will, but I came down from heaven to do the will of him that sent me. So what does that mean? When Jesus said, I will, he was saying and declaring, it is God's will, because I didn't come to do my own will. I came to do what I hear, see the Father do, and I came to say what I hear the Father say. So when he said, I will, God is saying to you, I will. Be thou healed. Those that are sent by God, including all of us, shouldn't be giving our opinions. We should be speaking, as it were, the word or the oracles or what God has said about that situation, which is his will. Let's look at John chapter 8. Verse 26, we'll begin there and we'll skip to 38 and 40. Jesus said, I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things, here we go. What does he speak to the world? Read it with me. I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. When that leper asked Jesus, Jesus sought, you know, knew God's will. He spoke God's will, and he said God's will. It is my will that you be healed. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself. I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. I'm making my case tonight. Jesus came to do the will of the Father. Jesus came to speak on behalf of the Father. Jesus came to represent the Father. No wonder why Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, because whatever he saw the Father do, he did it. Whatever he saw, heard the Father say, he said it. You know what God, God the Father's like? Study who Jesus is. Study what Jesus does, and you'll know the will of God. I do nothing of myself, but as the Father has taught me, I speak these things, and he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. And I speak that which I have seen with my Father, and you do those things that which you have seen with your Father. But now, 
you seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Oh, thank God. Oh, God, I know you can heal me. But I thank you for your word tonight that you said I will. I want to. I laid your sin on my son. I laid my, at your sickness on my son. Your broken peace I laid on my son. And with your stripes I am healed. With your stripes you are healed. You have to remove the question mark. You have to know it. You have to get it in your heart. You have to receive it. You have to take it in your heart. Begin to thank God for it until it shows up. Oh, thank God for his word. The gospel is very, very, very simple. John 14, eight says, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. And Jesus replied, Philip, don't you even know yet who I am, even after all the time I've been with you? Anyone who's seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking to see him? What does that mean? Jesus, God the Son, was manifested in the flesh to carry out the plan of redemption. But yet the Father was still on the throne in heaven. And then we also see that the Holy Spirit, when Jesus was baptized, ascended upon him. Matthew 3.13 gives us one of the most perfect pictures of the Trinity. Listen with your heart now. Matthew 3.13 says, Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. He said, I am, I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done. For we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed uh, to baptize him. And after his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, listen, we're talking about the Trinity now. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three persons, yet one. So like my wife and I, we're two, two persons, but we are one in the Spirit. Listen to this. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit. Say, God the Spirit. He saw the Spirit. Descending like a dove, settling on him. Him who? God the Son. Say, God the Spirit. God the Son. And then a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved Son. That's God the Father. Who have we seen here? Say, God the Spirit. God the Son. God the Father. This is my dearly beloved Son who brings me great joy. What a beautiful picture of the Godhead. The Godhead 
Our God is one God, but manifested in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit being co-equal. God the Father is greater than all, the sender of the word and the begetter. The Son is a word made flesh, the one begotten and has existed with the Father from the beginning. And then the Holy Spirit proceeds forth from both the Father and the Son and is eternal. We have so many pictures of the beautiful Trinity. It's so wonderful. Who's on the inside of you? The Holy Spirit. Who's on the real throne of God in heaven right now? God the Father. Who's in a resurrected, immortal, physical body at the right hand of the Father? Jesus Christ. Yet they're one in the Spirit. And you can say it like this, and there's scriptures to prove it. You could say it like this, God dwells in us, God the Father dwells in us by the Holy Spirit. God the Son dwells in us by the Holy Spirit. Thank God. Do you remember Jesse Duplantis? He had a visitation and God showed him heaven. And uh, he's, he was just approaching the throne and I mean, it was just magnificent the way he, he, he describes it. And he's, he, he saw the Father, he saw the Son and and he asked this question, which he put his foot in his mouth. He said, where's the Holy Spirit? <laughs> well, the Holy Spirit is here on the earth, dwelling in the body of Christ. Come on, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Oh, if Jesus lives in us by the Holy Spirit, there's a healer in my house today. And I believe it is. God's will, that we be well and that we be healed. The leper, incurable, to, incurable. yeah, come on, praise him. We're just going to sing our way out tonight. Come on, we're going to sing about the healing house. Stand up on your feet today, come on. And I, I, I want you to sort of get this in your heart and, and just begin to thank God. Oh, healing is here. Oh, just, let's just settle. And we're going to just work on this. And we're, we're going to work on this. I don't know how far you are on the witness that you are healed. But I thank God in my heart. I have my healing no matter what's going on in my mind, no matter what's going on in my body, because by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. And in the same way I received him as my Savior in my heart, I confess his lordship over my life. I also received him as my healer in my heart and confessed his healing over my life. And I thank you, the healer is working right now. Come on, let's worship God and let's sing as we go ahead and express ourselves and express our faith and, and release our faith tonight. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.